Welcome back to the Jasmine Tea, where you get the latest news and reviews on Black TV. I'm your host, Jasmine, your binge-watching bestie, Southern bred writer, speaker, and witty commentator. And I am super excited to have one of the internet's favorite African aunties, <laughs> international traveler, and slayer of every single hairstyle I have ever seen her in, y'all, oh. Beverly Aday. Thank super you. Super duper happy to have you in the tea party today. How's it going? Thank you. Oh, it's going well. It's going well. It's Friday and I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for tomorrow. Okay. I'm ready to, re- and to be honest, I'm probably going to do a little bit of work tomorrow in the morning, but I'll be able to just kind of enjoy in the evenings as well. Well, that's my plan. We're on the same page. I have some yes. work to do this weekend, um, but it's also supposed to be a little soggy here. It's been kind of gray. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Um, so it's been kind of gray. So we'll see what else I can get into. Okay, so tell me a bit about your origin story here. When I get to your Instagram and your social medias and things, it's like mm-hmm. such a good variety. Like I feel like I get oh, to see yeah. um, you and your culture, mm-hmm. uh, learn more about your mom. I feel like, <laughs> um, yeah, see your travels and everything. Tell us, tell us how you got here. Really, I just started. Uh, really, the pandemic was what helped me. So before mm-hmm. I was posting on social media, I was posting on my hair page. That was all I focused on. And I find it funny that people did not know I was a hairstylist until like recently. I'm like, I do a lot of hair stuff, but I would focus on my hair page. And then I realized, man, I love posting on there, but I have a whole personality outside of that. So I think it was maybe three years ago. I was like, you know what? Let me just start posting back on my personal page. And then the pandemic hit and I, I just had more free time to be creative. I'd always loved doing skits. I did them in undergrad and I was like, well, let me just, you know, post it. And then TikTok really helped. It helped it go up. I never planned on, oh, I'm trying to be this person. And right. that wasn't my intention, but it just, the way it happened, it was like, okay, this is pretty cool. But even with that, I still wanted to set boundaries with social media because I'm like, okay, this page is not a sketch comedy page. This page is not a, oh, just come is my page my personal page mm-hmm. that's why I like it when you say you see a variety because that's what I want I want people to see okay I can do the sketches but I like to travel and I like to put on outfits or you're about to be seeing my dog in a minute you know <laughs> right. because if I only stick to doing skits and things like that uh, I'm gonna burn myself out and I'm gonna end up not yeah. enjoying the thing that I once wanted to do yeah you know I see people all the time. Oh, make a part two, make a part two. I'm like, today I just finished press and record on part one. Like, golly, you know, but I don't do it for them. I do it for me. It's something I just genuinely enjoy. And I put something out because, hey, I found it funny. Hopefully you find it funny. Um, But I still post because it's my page. And so I want to make sure I have that liberty to post what I want to post when I want to post. And I'm not like, oh, I need to post seven skits this week because my child, if I want to take a break, I take a break. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's important. It's so easy to get burnt out because social media and content is consumed so quickly. Like you said, like you can, we can see a video that took you days to make, hours to make. And time we watch it, we swipe on to the next thing. And then that's how you get people, okay, part two. Where's part three? Right, you know? right, right. So it's a different like, side, a different story. I'm not, I was like, Mm-mm. y'all not going to put that stress on me. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Part two, maybe it'll come out two years from now if I feel like it. If I don't, then y'all going to get these dog pictures and these uh, fashion pictures or whatever the case may be. So that's really how I roll. And it's good. It's good that way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just regular life. But yeah, tell me more about your travels. It. So Ooh, right now yeah. you're in Mexico. Yes. No, I'm actually in Houston. Ah, okay. I moved back. I just haven't made like a post. I'll make it. I'll still make a post. Um, I even okay. have a Columbia skit that I want to do, but I moved back in August. 
And so, cause you can only stay in Columbia since, I mean, I don't want a permanent residency. Um, you can only, you can't stay more than six months in a year. So what I did was I went in July at six months and then in January, it starts over again. So that's another six oh, months. Okay. So I kind of finessed a whole yes, year in Columbia. Yes. Um, but now that I'm back, I mean, I do miss the simple life. Um, when I was back there, my time was my time and I had my routine, but now that I'm back, I'm just trying to uh, work and pay off Uncle Joe and all these student loans. But I think um, I just love travel. I'm just, a, it really started when I studied abroad. Um, I was an undergrad, I want to say my last year before I graduated. And so I was so scared to even go abroad. But then when I was there, I was like, wow. So you're telling me there's more to life than Texas and Nigeria? Because those are the only places that I would go. And Where'd so you study abroad? My, uh, Spain. Okay. Yeah. So after my study abroad, I went to, um, my program was done. I heard about backpacking and I was like, I want to do that. And so I just took my backpack. I left my suitcase with my host mom, mm -hmm. took my backpack and like some light clothes. Luckily it was summertime. And I just went to Italy by myself. I think I was like maybe 21 or 20. And I just traveled all down Italy. And then I went to the Czech Republic and I made it back. So for then, I think that's what really sparked that travel bug in me. Yeah. And, and I noticed too, a lot of people that I saw that were travelers didn't look like me. So mm -hmm. that also encouraged me to travel. Yeah. I love it. So tell us about all of these travels. What would you give somebody else like a nugget? So I have a little sister and she is like beginning mm -hmm. her solo travel journey here. If you had to tell her anything, any lesson ooh. or something you've learned, like a valuable tip, what would you say? Solo. Oh, there's so many. Solo. If she's beginning solo travel, definitely do your research on where you're going. So for example, if you're going to Dubai, don't be going out there and you want to show PDA and you're doing all this kissing on the street they yeah. don't put you, you know do your research about the place I try to blend in as much as possible mm -hmm. I know there's some places where I just I literally just cannot just because I'm a person of color but I try to figure out okay what do they wear you know how do they how do they present themselves and I want to be that um not that I'm trying to be like them but I'm trying to not stand out too much if possible uh and then really just be wise and be street savvy you know walk yeah. with a purpose especially, you know, as a woman walk with the purpose, if you need to ask for directions on doing on the street, go to like an establishment. And then you can ask, even sometimes when I'm lost, you would never know I was lost. I'll just be lost walking <laughs> around with, with the purpose, you know, walking around the block. And so definitely just are on the side of caution, but still have fun. I like that. Yeah, that's definitely something I heard before too, about asking for directions. Like, don't look, try not to look lost in um out of touch and confused right and look. sometimes what I would do is I would pop in one maybe like one airpod if my hair is like covering it and then I'll have my google maps I'll probably download the google maps and just mm. have it in my purse or actually like in my bra mm -hmm. um and so she'll be telling me the direction yeah that's and smart. I just have one in and I'm just following the direction that's smart. Mm -hmm. pro tip <laughs> okay, so part of the variety of content that I see and enjoy on your page um, is also about the different things you do. So like your comedy skits, hair, right. fashion, um, but I also see that you host weddings. Yes. And I think that is something when I saw that, I was like, oh, snap, that, it reminds me of Yvonne Orgy. Because um, yes. I was listening to the Jesus and Joel podcast uh -huh, when yeah. she was talking about my favorite episode is the grind before the grow the grind mm. before the glow up. Okay, um, but she talks about her time hosting weddings as well and mm -hmm. how it led to some comedy. Um, so can right. you tell us a bit more about that? Like, how did you get into it? Um, do you uh, get literally into it? 
I tell everybody the reason I even got started was because of that episode where Yvonne oh, wow. talked about that. Yeah, because when I heard it, I was like, you know what? That is so true. I don't think I've ever, when she mentioned that she used to host weddings, I was like, I don't think I've ever really seen a female host. Mm-hmm. And so that actually was what kind of put that thought in me. And funny enough, I was like, well, I feel like I can do it. I feel like, you know, I want to host. I like weddings. I just be going mm-hmm. just because. So why not get paid to go to weddings? Exactly. But the thing was, it was just about getting started. So what I started doing was I started putting my hashtag in my like comedic videos. And mm-hmm. one day this one client, she booked me because I used to do her. I used to have my own salon. So I do, I did wedding hair. So I had, oh, you know, I was doing her hair. Setup. Right. So I was doing her hair. I don't do wedding hair no more, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was doing her hair. And then I guess she was looking for an MC at the time. So we'd already booked hair. And she was like, oh, I, I ran across one of your videos. I, I saw some guys and she was, she was like, oh, they were okay. But I was like, hey, why don't you do it? And I was like, me? Now, it, this was the thought, yeah. but I just didn't know how to start. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to take it. And so I did. And looking back, the way I was back then and how I am now with an MC, two totally different things. You know, of course, back then I didn't charge. I think I charged her like, it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was so sweet. And I still talk to her to this day. I was like, I wasn't even, I was so nervous because my mind was like, you got to get it right. You know, yeah. you can't mess up. But now my mindset is just one, I'm going to be myself, right? I tell people, I don't do stand-up comedy. I think people just assume that I do stand-up comedy mm-hmm. because I do sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. That's how my couple say, if you're looking for somebody to do like a 20 minute set back to back, that's not me. And what you I do, know your lane. It's important. Exactly, exactly. Because the thing about it is what, what makes a joke funny is the ability to relate to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so even though I'm Nigerian, really the only thing that can really relate to everybody is talking about, oh, how our African parents wanted us to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, blah, 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 because that can relate to the young folk and the old folk know, they know about that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, we've heard those jokes a thousand times. Um, or if I make like a Nick Cannon and Cardi B reference, Mm-hmm. My age group might get it. You know, you're going to get it, but 65-year-old auntie is not, yeah, they she don't know what that is. She exactly. <laughs> and so my, I tell couples, my goal is love and laughter, right? And I so, you know, I just, I do things like interactive activities that make everyone feel like they're part of what's going on. Because if I'm mm-hmm. just talking and I'm relating to my audience, the older people, they don't, they just kind of tune me out and they just talk amongst themselves. They don't feel like they're part of it. But if I can do something that brings everyone together and then from there, I can make like a situational humor, like a situational joke about what happened right then and there. You know, I do little dance offs and things like that so that, you know, not have the audience vote, you know, so that everybody feels like they are part of what is going on right then and there instead of me talking about, you know, so that's really what I do. And I had to also even let go of that pressure I think it's something I put on myself because I know that I've had people tell me oh my gosh you're hosted oh I know I'm about to be you know cracking up or whatever because they mm-hmm. thought that I was going to be doing stand-up and I told them no 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 I don't do stand-up mm-hmm. I don't do stand-up mm-hmm. but we're gonna have a good time we're gonna have a good time and so I have to let go of that expectation of what others may think yeah. and what I think that others are thinking you know and so if they go home and they're like oh man I was hoping she did like a stand-up joke and I didn't do it well that's not on me right and so you just have to realize that I think sometimes it's hard for people to break like separate you from social media because they're so stuck on Mm -hmm. what they see there but they don't understand that the elements that make those things funny is one the outfit right and two the the craziness I'm not going to nobody wedding with a polo shirt I'm not doing all that 
I'm not yeah. doing that. Somebody has asked me for a skit before. I said, absolutely oh, not. Wow. I'm trying to no, look, I want to look cute too. Okay. Yeah. I'm not an African grandmother. I'm a 29 year old. So I want to be yeah. cute too. <laughs> That's funny. I've yeah. never been to a wedding with an empty. So this all sounds really? great to me. Um, so it sounds like it would be super dope to be in a space and have that connectivity. Um, uh-huh. And honestly, just have something to do. There's a lot of lag time at weddings sometimes. Like when you're waiting on people to finish taking pictures or before the couple comes in or something in between speeches hmm. or whatever. Um, so I'm here for that. And, you know, I, I was talking to a friend about it and I was like, I think maybe like Nigerians and then probably, well, Africans and maybe um, uh, maybe Indians. Because I feel like there's so much that goes on at weddings. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how she went to a wedding. It was a Nigerian, a Caucasian. And the wedding was more like just a regular, like, you know, Caucasian wedding. And the DJ kind of acted as the MC, but they kept it things really small. But with mm-hmm. the Nigerian weddings, I mean, you have the, the family of the bride has to walk in. The family of the groom has to walk in. You got to spray, you know, different things have to happen. So I'm like, there's no way a DJ can do that. That DJ mm-hmm. is going to be, that blood pressure is going to be high. <laughs> and it doesn't start on time 95% of the time. Yes, too. I've heard that. So imagine trying to do all that. Ugh. So you, you go, need, yeah. I'll go to my first Nigerian wedding. Um, I believe it's being planned for next April. One of my sorority mm-hmm. sisters is getting married. So I have my That's first nice. experience. Yeah. Um, but if you're saying it's not going to start on time, I've heard people say that on the internet. How, what's my, when should I arrive? If it's at five, when should I try to get there? Okay, if it's at five and you want to, I would say six, six, six. Okay. but it depends okay. on the couple. Um, I'm hosting a wedding then I, and I really do believe that they will be punctual because they are more like upper echelon people and they're going to have some prominent people in the building. So I know that they will be on time. Now for me, I'm there on time, regardless, whatever yeah, time you tell me. And mm-hmm. so I just be, I just wait. I just look mm-hmm. at people. I use that time to kind of say hi and mingle. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, listen, all right, y'all got me till this time. Be late if you want to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. at this time I'm, I'm dropping the microphone. And so, and it just, it, it puts a lot of stress on me because now I have to cut some things out yeah. and I have to move things around and, you know, and so I may not be able to get to do everything I want to do, but, and then you feel like, dang, that makes me look better than, MC. you know, you start thinking, dang, it makes me look better than MC. Cause I didn't really get a chance to be myself. And you, you know, your mind starts thinking, dang, but it is All what it things. is. I can't go on myself. I beg, I'm <laughs> just, whatever I can do is what I can do. <laughs> exactly all right so in the name of all of these couples we're also going to be talking about cuffing cuffing season this oh, episode Lord. so relationships formed during the so-called cuffing season are usually short term and tend to wrap up around valentine's day before anybody can get their feelings hurt or expect a gift the cold mm-hmm. weather simply encourages people to take a more steady and consistent partner and spend time with them until the streets open back up in the summer Mm-hmm. So that's just like a general synopsis of cuffing season. Have you ever participated? Not, I, I don't think I have. Maybe in college and I was just a little, didn't know who I was, but no, never, ever, ever have. I don't even remember. I don't think I did that in college, to be honest with you. Me either. I'd rather just wait till, till the right one comes, my husband, and then we'll cuff. <laughs> yeah, me either. I was trying to think about it. And that was my first thought too. I was like, well, maybe it's college, Jasmine. But no, not yeah. even college, Jasmine. I don't think so either. Um, I just like the whole point of it is to be like, you know, just kind of shallow, quick, short term. And that's just mm. never really been. No. And I think it's crazy because I've gotten into a space where I love my 
alone time to be honest I'm even at a point where I don't like texting people just out of boredom you know when you were in college mm-hmm. you just wanted somebody to text to say that you were texting somebody mm-hmm. I don't even I can't even do that now because I have so many things going on I don't have time to be thinking oh I didn't text this person unless it's somebody that you know I'm like okay we're we build a genuine friendship and we're going towards there yeah and it doesn't feel like a chore but yeah. if I'm like just texting five people I, I can't keep up with that I'd rather my I agree. be filled with friends and family and let's talk about genuine stuff mm-hmm. and when it's time to meet the right person and it feels natural then I can add you into that mix but I, I just I have things to do I agree now I did spend a summer in college trying to have a team just to say I had a team like just to oh, okay. listen to my friends I was like girl talk to them all date them all I'm like okay but it was yeah. like you said, like a lot of the, yes, it was like all this number, quantity of people in my inbox, but nobody was really talking about nothing. We weren't really nothing. saying anything. And no, I don't have time. I just didn't enjoy the nothingness of it, I guess. Even even now, as we go into like, I mean, I I desire to date, but I, I guess I'm just not as pressed as, mm-hmm. you know, some individuals, some women. Um, but I know that, you know, in order to to get to marriage, you have to get to know someone. Okay, cool. And I'm praying that Lord, let it just happen. Let us start from a genuine friendship and just mm-hmm. go on. I hate the I hate the small talk so bad. I hate the small talk so bad, especially when it's online. I don't do online dating. Yes. I think I downloaded a profile twice, one for four days, the other one for like maybe over a week. I never really got on there because I just forgot about it because I just did not care. Don't I was worry, just you doing didn't do it. anything but say Yeah, that's why. And I'm just like the small, I just hate it so much. And sometimes I'm like, okay, am I doing my, let me just, let me be better <laughs> because it's just not me, you know? I think better is sticking to authentically yourself. So if yeah. it's not you, it's you not. are being better by just being yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it's space for people who like that. I have three friends who have met their husband on Tinder. Well, two met their okay. husbands on Tinder. One met their husband on Plenty of Fish. So people, it mm-hmm. does work for some people. Okay. Um, but I just couldn't. And I'm also an empath. So even mm-hmm. like swiping through some of those photos, I feel like I could like feel the vibes from the mm-hmm. people sometimes. Like it was just okay. a lot of energy and I didn't like I that. Just, it was draining. I don't like the idea of swiping on humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just feels like I'm shopping. Like, you know, I'm mm-hmm. looking at my ASO shopping cart and I'm just swiping and I'm just like, I don't know if that's, I don't know if I, how I like that. But nowadays, how do you meet individuals? I just try to make it a point to get outside the house yeah. and do something different. And so now that I'm in Houston, I'm trying to do better because before... I would just go to work and come back home. So now I try to do different things. And so having a, an energetic dog helps. So yes. We'll see. That's how you meet people though. You again, being yourself, when you're doing the things that you genuinely like to do and you meet people who are also there because they genuinely like to do it, maybe we can be friends, you know, maybe That's something shake. Definitely. So let's see. I came across a cuffing season schedule on Twitter. So Ooh, I'm going to break sorry. down the schedule. Okay. So it says scouting that's from August 1st to 31st. So that was last okay. month we made that. Uh-oh. So we're supposed to Missed be it. scouting out the team, finding okay. your peoples. Mm-hmm. We're currently in drafting season. That's okay. from September 1st to, to the 30th. So right now, hmm. if you scouted your folks, you got to pick your picks. Okay. Um, so tell us about scouting. the type of person you might draft. If you could be out here and pick a fella. What type hmm. of, and it doesn't have to be all physical. We can talk about some characteristic traits, you know, too, but what right. type of person would you like to draft? I'll say this because I'm, I'm not a big fan of um, putting out my blueprint. Okay. I, I don't believe in telling folks what I'm looking for, especially the opposite sex when they ask. I don't mm-hmm. tell them what I'm looking for. I'll just say this. Um, uh, somebody that 
understands my sense of humor and is just like a lover of life. The one that likes to try new things. I like that. That's a draft. Yeah. I think that's okay. a draft. But not for not for no cuffing for no I listen. No, bear. we are. I, I think they to... they clearly know by now we're not down. We're oh, not participating okay. yeah. I think they I'll got do it. that. They got it. <laughs> I'll do that. I'm okay. I got things to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After drafting season where we are now, October is mm-hmm. tryouts. So I guess this is where maybe y'all have like a Netflix and chill session or so. Oh Lord. Maybe go on a day. This is tryouts. Okay, I'm gonna skip the tryouts. Yeah. November is the preseason. So that means maybe you've been drafted, but uh-huh. you may not be making the, you know, first round bench, you know, first round pick. Mm-hmm. And then cuffing season officially starts on here, December 1st through January 15th. So that's like the hardcore okay, so winter. We, uh, I'm so confused because why is it that you have the tryouts with the next Netflix and chill and then preseason? Is that when you pick the person? So you have all these tryouts and you're going to pick. That was my guess. That's what I was about to say. So you must have a pretty wide cast, a pretty wide net for your tryout squad. And then it dwindles some during preseason. And then by the cuffing season, I guess you didn't pick your person. Okay. Well, you know, it it didn't give any quantities listed here. But cuffing season is from December 1st to January 15th. And then the playoffs. So I guess that's when you're really in the heavy part of the game. Okay. Um, January 16th through February 13th. Okay. The 13th. Oh yeah, that's the cutoff. Cause this is the this is the cutoff there. So um, cuffing season seems to regular season ends on the 13th. And they also have okay. here listed the championship game. Okay. It's February huh. 14th. So should okay. you happen to make it to fa- Valentine's Day? Huh you in the championship well that is interesting you know, listen i hope everybody has a good insurance um and <laughs> good health insurance uh, yeah that's what i mean yeah. <laughs> good health insurance Just a little and then there's a that. note says this schedule is subject to change based upon feelings well all so right also oh, good to know scary. <laughs> it is a little scary very very interesting i'll skip it i think i'll i think i'll be okay <laughs> I'll just wait. Yeah, I was looking up um, some things you can expect during cuffing season. Mm -hmm. One, you don't go on many dates. So I guess even during this tryout season here, still kind of sparse. It says intimacy tends to be physical. There's a lack of deeper conversation and desire for emotional connection. So this is just like that. Remember that song? It was like, we ain't going steady. We just kicking it. Uh Uh-uh. So is this, hold on, is this for the September season? September? Yeah, so let's that see That is here. scary. So intimacy can be physical, but we're not going on dates. We're not going on that feelings. We're not worrisome. going on dates. Also says there may be on and off ghosting. So just running through what wow. you can expect during cuffing season here. This it's is what people are putting up It's not oh for the faint. Well, if it's mutual though, like mm. if you come in saying, okay. this is mutual. Do you think it's possible though for both parties to leave with no feelings attached? I don't know if that's possible. I, I know I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm spending this much time and things, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I do have, I do know people who I think can handle it. Wow. Um, what have they been yeah. through that they can handle it? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't, oh, I never okay. asked. That's a good question. I think we just different. Yeah. Yeah, they can handle, you know, 
keeping it keeping it like that let's see okay um and then here are some tips to help you determine if you really want to participate in cupping mm-hmm. season is this really for you if you're still on the fence Uh, So the first thing is to not give in to peer or societal pressure. So just because it's cuffing season doesn't mean you have to participate. And just because your friends are doing it don't mean you have to. Number one. Yes, amen to that. (laughs) Next is to figure out what you really want from a connection in the first place. So kind of like how we were just saying, like, Mm -hmm. if it's mutual and you think you can handle it, okay. But if you know deep down in your heart that you're really trying to be in matching pajama sets with a gingerbread house in the background, don't do this. You gonna set yourself up a failure, and then Valentine and for the fourteenth is gonna come around, and you gonna have nothing. sooner than you think, friend. Sooner than you think. Ooh. Um, consider how intimate you're really comfortable in getting. Like I was saying earlier, a lot of these connections are based on the physical. But mm-hmm. if you really don't even want to be sharing yourself like that, don't go for it, and wow. be honest about that with yourself. Hmm. Lastly, I'm glad they put that on there. I know it was a pretty good list um lastly is to be clear on your boundaries before during and after you've been cuffed so even if you decide to participate in cuffing season you still have the right to tell somebody this is what's cool for me these are my expectations etc okay i mean that's a fair list if you're gonna go by you can't say nobody ever told you yeah you heard it here okay now we're gonna segue a bit now that we've covered cuffing season um, for those of you who may be, where, what season are we in here? It's currently drafting season. So you may not mm-hmm. have found your person to cuff with yet. Scouting, you missed scouting. Oh, yeah, you, you missed scouting. We're in mm-hmm. the drafting now. In case you haven't found your person yet. Or it you may not be too like late. us and decided, you know, I'm not even going to dive into this game. Then you can benefit from this list we're about to give you here of some mm-hmm. favorite Friday night in binge watchable or just loungeable tv shows and movies okay so one thing as we head into the fall and in these colder months just cuffing season um did you know that outside Mm -hmm. of sleep americans spend the most of their time watching television really so when the temperatures drop and everyone starts to head inside there's Mm -hmm. nothing like a cozy night in to help you relax and unwind so whether you plan to be cuffed up or f-r-e-e completely free Mm-hmm. um here's a list that you can use okay so i'll start us off and say that one of my favorite things to watch on a friday night i'm, I'm sorry i keep moving this camera up and down trying to look at these google pages um but one of my favorite things to watch on a friday night when i come home is reality tv and okay. in particular i love whiteness um so okay. my first show is love after lockup oh, so i've heard of that it's a reality TV show about people who date um, inmates. So there are all these websites apparently that you can go on and find inmates, people who are in jail and become their pen pal or just mm. talk to them. Most of the time it turns into just like a money transaction. Like I'm going to put money in your books, wow. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but they also spend the tales. So like, yes, I'm going to marry you. When we get out of here, I want kids. I want a family. And it's just... Mm. A lot of drama and chaos sometimes, but I like to dive in. I, you know, I feel like there's probably that 1% that they actually would have worked out in the real world too. And they mm-hmm. just, you know, 1%. But for the most part, I was hearing something that they were talking about how um, some of the men that go into prison, you know, a lot of times they're good looking thug men. 
And then they'll have women outside of prison that, you know, they know they wouldn't be able to get that kind of man outside of prison. They know that he would go for, you know, a certain time. And so because their esteem is so low and they look at him in prison and say, oh, I could be his his helpmate. I can help him and I can Mm -hmm. put money on his books and he's going to love me. So they end up going with him. They end up marrying him. Maybe after he gets out, he, um, you know, he'll stay with her for a little bit until, you know, he finds the one that he actually does want. And, yeah, you know, he's so able to do more. just described the season of Love and Lock Up. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's often a lot of situations of unrequited love. And not that that's like the good thing I'm so excited about, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's really kind of shocking to see that like this is the real world and people are really like this deep into these things. Um, mm-hmm. So I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I would like it for the mess, like you said, the Mm -hmm. the Caucasian mess of it all. Yeah, it's the mess. It's not like the pristine camera shots and and directing. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, give us your first pick. So, well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have I'm a YouTube girl. Okay, Um, great. I do have my favorite YouTubers that I watch. They'll do live streams, but I actually do like true crimes. Okay. I know it's weird. It's weird. I like them because I like to know how to be more vigilant and how to just be more on guard. Not that I'm trying to be paranoid, but I just, it's so interesting how just people can just change up on you and you just never see certain things coming or sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know. I like, I like a good true crime. I cannot lie to you. So is there a true, t- true crime page on YouTube you like? I'll watch them on YouTube. Yeah okay i watch them on youtube whenever i see them on my tiktok i'll just kind of pause and just listen to the stories and i'm mm-hmm. like man this world is crazy yeah. i believe it true crime is the um number one podcast category so mm. those podcasts are wow, top of the I charts didn't that. and um t- television as well it's like one of the most um streamed categories like tv show of tv so mm. apparently everybody likes to and there's a show on Netflix I was just seeing about um, stories of a killer or something like that. But it's a it's like a docu-series of people okay. who are in jail um, for committing murders and they like wow. tell their story. Hmm. So I haven't watched that. It's interesting to hard. hear like where their mind is at and also if some of them had like trauma in the past. Um, and then some you're like, man, you just you just mm-hmm. demonic. <laughs> like, how did you, you get here? I see how it's you crazy. Uh, right before. Um, our conversation started I was listening to my favorite YouTuber and she was talking about the recent uh, I think it was a, a serial killer hopefully I don't I don't want to take this mm-hmm. too off but there was a serial killer his name is Ezekiel and just like my mind always goes to wow this this man was somebody's baby once this yeah. was somebody's innocent baby how did yeah. we go from there to a serial killer that can just kill people on a killing spree Mm-hmm. And so I always want to know what is that in between that we're missing? Because I'm like, I know evil is in the world, but my goodness, it's crazy. How can we become so heartless, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, there was another series on Netflix called The Worst Neighbor. Something about being a bad neighbor. Oh, a okay. roommate. World's worst roommate. Something uh-huh. like that. Um, and it was these stories of people Love who that had roommate or something? roommates. Yes. Mm, okay. Um, but their roommates were terrible and some in some instances they ended up killing them like the roommate killed the person wow um or they just one person moved in and became a 
what is it when you move into an apartment or a house and don't mm. a squatter tenant oh a squat okay a squatter they just squatted in the person mm. like hey i'm gonna rent a room for you but then i move in and i just squat there i wow. can't move out i got my mail here it was terrible wow um but it made me think the same thing like what what is wrong with y'all what happened to you yeah. how did you how do you just Ooh. exist like this every day the world is scary okay so my next category of friday night faves are rom-coms um, I love a good romantic comedy. One of my favorites is The Proposal with um, Sandra Bullock and I know Betty okay, White. Okay, I think that's a popular one. I know that one. Yeah, she um, tries to convince, well, no, she convinces her assistant. She's a book editor and she convinces her assistant, who I believe is Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. um, to marry her. Okay. And it's just like the story of that. And Betty White is, is his grandma. They have this scene out in the woods where they dance into yin yang twins. It's just, it's like comforting, just nostalgic. Yeah, too. I like blackish. I like blackish too. I like blackish. Yeah, um, a lot of what I tend to go for are comedy based. Mm-hmm. So I love, I love. Who's blackish. your favorite character on Blackish? Um, Marseille. I like Marseille. Yeah. And she did you is. see her 18? Yes, yeah, I was just about to say she is phenomenal. She just had a birthday. Those I outfits, the hair, girl. Oh my god, this is for eight birthday number 18. What is mm-hmm. your wedding gonna look like? It was mm-hmm. amazing. It was so cool. Okay, well, we gotta find a way to segue in so you can MC host her wedding. I don't <laughs> maybe she marries a Nigerian. I got you. Girl. Yeah, it's touching a degree. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, I love blackish. I also watch Grownish. Do you watch the spin-off? I watched a little bit of it, but I haven't lately. But I heard that one is good too. When she goes yeah, to college, I like it. Mm-hmm. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. better than Blackish. No, it's not better than Blackish because uh-huh. um, it's a bit. I would also say it's a bit young. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. Um, 30, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, I don't. I realize I don't really have to ever say how old I am. Like, um, just I don't know if it's an American thing or particularly here in the South. It's like taboo to ask women, like, "How old are you?" Really? Um, yeah, it's like nobody wants to say or like, "Oh, I don't really? tell" or get offended. Um, but I wasn't I raised like that. Um, mm. My great grandma and grandmas—they're always like celebratory of life and age. And yeah, wisdom. I'm like them. Um, <laughs> I'm like, so why I should just, I be ashamed of another year of life? I, I know. Refuse. I'm not gonna um, let society make me feel any kind of way there so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but rarely do I ever just say how old I am so I'm like wait a minute oh <laughs> um but grownish is a bit young so like it relates more to like my younger sisters they're like in their early 20s and just that collegiate age so mm-hmm. it reminds me of my college time but it's still a little different because it's like college present day mm-hmm. um but I enjoy it I okay. like seeing Zoe and now Junior like carry on wow well, and then there was Chloe cool. and Haley Bailey and things in there oh i need to go watch it i know i've heard about it i need to watch it i know they had mixed ish but i didn't hear i didn't hear much yeah. about mixed-ish. i watched mixed mixed ish too and i liked it i just don't know if it could if it was as relatable um like if yeah. people were just as interested in it um mm. since it was just more of a niche more of a niche um focus like the mixed couples i don't think right it was great and it did teach people a lot but i don't think people mm-hmm. were trying to hear it mm. well there you go yeah, but I'm still glad Tracy Ellis Ross was able to get a bag. I know. I like her. Let's see. Um, one of my favorite sitcoms, though, is Modern Family. I like Modern Family. That's a good one. <laughs> I watched it during the pandemic. I tried to watch it, like, earlier, um, 
pre-pandemic and it just didn't mm-hmm. click like sometimes I'll start a show and I'm like I don't mm-hmm. like this but I can come back a few months later or so and I don't know it's just the vibe be right but that was right. for me in Modern Family the first time around I didn't connect with it but the second oh my gosh I fell in love I love Modern Family I love Sophia Vergara and her yeah Colombia you know I love I love yeah. from Colombia so I love her and then what is that guy the the same sex couple is it J- no Jay is the dad the the bigger one I forgot his name. Let me see. You know, they're married. The, the bigger one. You know, it's it's interesting because he was saying that. Oh, yeah. He plays his part so well, but I was like, oh, you know, I thought he was that was his lifestyle, but he said no, that's his mother. He's pretending to be his mother, and so I can relate to that. Cameron. His, his character was Cameron. Yes, yes. No, is that the redheaded one? So what is who's the redheaded one? Um, Mitchell. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 And so he is just, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, that was him. Yes, yes, yes. Imitating so, his mom. Okay. Yes. I so I, I related to that. Thing. I can see that. He, <laughs> I can see yes, that. He's, he's funny. I love them. Okay, so let's see. Um, a good drama that I like is this show called Succession on HBO Max. Hmm. Um, it kind of ties back into the white mess thing, but it's like the white collar version succession um so there's this like rich dad i think he owns a media company but i'm not sure don't quote me on that but there's this rich dad, and he has like four kids Mm -hmm. and so the show the series starts off where he has like a heart attack or something in his private jet um and it's like galvanized it's like who's going to be next in line succession he died of course he didn't die almost he faked him out but he Mm. but you did get to see the kids thought he was going to die so you did get to see the like claws come out and then when Mm. he didn't die it was actually pretty great because they had to pull the claws back in um Mm. but now we're getting to see them kind of like play chess with and around each other um business wise but i like it it's a good you gotta pay attention so it's not as Mm. um background noise as some of the other shows but I i like queen of the south I like Queen of the South and I actually I recapped Queen of the South um maybe like season two of my podcast okay Teresa Mendoza I'm like dang girl you always getting this I'm like oh I can't live that life I like my she chooses violence every time <sighs> that life I just I like to sleep without feeling like there's gonna be a whole uh Mexican mm-hmm. <laughs> cartel that's gonna come and knock down my door but kudos to her you know in the nick of time she's able to get out I'm yeah i'm like well, y'all have to get me because i am just i'm ready <laughs> i didn't think everybody was gonna make it out but they did and now they mm. it ended nicely i felt like uh she got her happy ending um, I have, I have, don't watched. don't spoil it okay 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 you didn't finish no it? no, no. Oh. i finished a good amount but i feel like there's more but i, I watched okay it. well i'm gonna shut up i'm gonna shut up then um but it's definitely good and continue okay watching okay um and let's see one last show i had was another reality tv but it's on the oprah winfrey network and it's called mm. ready to love oh i'm thinking of the fiance one family or fiance i like that too ready to love is it's a ready show where it's like um 30 and 40 year old i know what you're talking and about they're all brought to like they go city to city so this season they're in miami um mm-hmm. and they meet and they just date so we get to see them interact with one another and connections form and every week either a man or a woman gets eliminated until they end up with like three or four like you know core couples that actually form 
what's interesting is I received an email and I don't, I, I don't think it was a spam email, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it was for, I think they were casting at the time. I think the first one was in Houston and yeah. they were saying, oh, they, you know, they'd want me to be on there. I was like, how old do y'all think I am? I think I was like maybe 27 is 28. Every now and every, it seems oh like every time they have one young person. Right. But- I was like, I'm okay. I'm not a reality TV type of person. Yeah, so. me either. I couldn't do that either. No. I couldn't I can be on, I would, don't want a reality TV show. I wouldn't want to be on that. I don't think I'd want to be on that. I, for me, I feel like I'd be too boring. Not that I'm mm-hmm. a boring person, but I don't do drama. Yeah, and so, agreed. you know, the, when they, they, they like to rile people up, I'll just look at you, girl. I'm like, all right, girl. Yeah, I'm I understand <laughs> so, the, the goal is to give you, you know, something to watch, something to read. Right. And I'm just not here for that. I can't maintain that kind of energy. That's a lot. My claws can be out get, every. Mm-mm. I would get mad in real life, and we don't. We don't want that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna choose my piece. So yeah. I'm like, I'll, y'all can fight. I'm being, I'm being a bit. Agreed. Okay. Do you have one final show for us? I mean, they're all gonna be comedy, but I love That's if fun. I can just if I can put them all together. I love yeah, just give us the a Parkers. Break. Everybody hates Chris, and then Martin yes i love those shows. i love all those yeah all of those i love them um oh the office too oh, oh yeah the office i had the office on the list i was trying to sit here and just not put everything on yeah. the list because there's so much stuff um but i like the office did you like it pre did you like it post michael scott i don't even think i've finished watching post michael scott but i feel like i'm just gonna love pre michael scott way better Mm-hmm. One of the episodes that just to this day cracks me up. One is the one where the fire hydrant one, where it was just chaos. But then yes. the other one was when he assumed that Stanley knew how to play basketball because Stanley was yes. black. Stanley was black. Mm-hmm. And, and he found out real quick that Stanley was terrible. I tell you, that episode to this day makes me my, makes my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's hilarious okay well now we have made it to the final segment of the show called the sip where i give you just a little bit of advice and a peek into my life if you have a question or a situation that you could use some help figuring out send us an email at thejasmintpc.com so today we will be discussing a dating related advice question to keep on okay so i'm gonna hit you with it live get your you know reaction here Hopefully it's not about no cuffing season. It's not. Oh, bless the Lord. But that don't mean it's great. So let's <laughs> All right. First one. I'm celebrating my 30th birthday at home with my girlfriend. We live together. I confess that it's time for me to settle down. She has hope in her eyes, acting nice, cooking more, having sex. I'm here for the food and the sex, but she's not the wife I deserve. How do I explain this? wait a minute so he likes the i mean i'm gonna assume it's a heterosexual couple so he mm-hmm. likes living with her he likes what she provides but he just does not want to marry her yes he said oh, she man. he actually said she is not the wife he deserves and is asking how can he explain this to her now i'm gonna pause on there and say i would we can also actually speak to our good sis here <laughs> I wish, that to know. Who, I wish that was who wrote yeah, it. I don't think she knows because he said once he said it's time for him to settle down she got hope in her eyes and it's now like kicking it up in gear here okay um so we can take it from the sense of we what will we say to him and if we could talk to her what would we say to her I just feel like for him 
I like to treat people the way that I would want to be treated. And I try my best to be considerate of other people's feelings, mm-hmm. especially when you watch true crimes. Um, and yes. so if you know that's not who you want to be with, please do not waste her time or end up doing something to where, I mean, I'm not saying she's going to snap, but I'm just saying it could throw her over the edge. So for example, you know, she's not the wife you deserve. You end up meeting somebody that you actually like, and then you want to be with that person. And maybe you've been promising your current girlfriend marriage, and this person gets that in three to six months. That is going to cause her to be just so emotionally wrecked. Um, And she deserves to be happy too. She does. And, you know, it's pretty selfish to know that that's not what you want and still stay with it for convenience and then mess her up for the next man. And so it's just this cycle. So I would just say, listen, if this, if this was your, if you had a daughter and she was in your same situation, would you be okay with how, you know, she's being treated? Right. If your answer is yes, then by all means, keep doing what you're doing. But if the answer is no, then you know, you're doing something wrong or you need to change. I agree. Um, I thought one of the things that really stuck out to me was the fact that he said, this isn't the wife I deserve because mm, I thought it was yeah. quite audacious for someone who says he's staying with, he, they live together. I'm gonna go ahead and take a gander that he's probably living with her. Yeah. Um, and She's enjoying the fruits of these benefit, like the benefit, right. the cooking, the sex, the thing. Um, so that was kind of shocking for me, but I agree. If you already know, it's not someone that you ultimately want to be with. I would challenge you to better enable yourself to go ahead and get out of the house um, and let her be free and do her own thing and you do the same because it sounds like you're just depending on her, you know, um, for the stability, but you don't want to be invested with your heart and you already know she is and that's what she wants more of. And I do want to encourage women to, so I don't know if I believe in being the come up woman. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, every man you're going to meet is going to be fully established. But I think there is a certain character that you see in a man that is ambitious. And, you know, a man that wakes up and knows that he has a purpose, whatever that purpose is, maybe he's in school or maybe he's working on his business is not where Mm -hmm. it needs to be, but he's, you know, there's a difference Mm -hmm. than just you trying to save um, old Billy Bob. And because you feel like you can save him and he'll appreciate you and want to be with you. Um, Because what I've learned is that when men when they get out of that season and now they're making the money they want to make and they're better, they kind of want to leave everything that's in that season behind. Mm. And that can include you. Mm. And so they want to attach themselves to the new season that they're in now that they're where they want to be. So I just don't believe in in, in being, I don't believe in dating someone's potential. I agree. If if his, if the ambition is not there, you need to let it go. Yeah, and I would add to that to trust um, the actions that you're seeing and not just the words that you're hearing. Absolutely. Because people can talk about what I want to do, what I'm going to do, et cetera. Um, but you have to be very conscious of like what is happening in the present mm-hmm. day around you, in the present day, like in this moment. If this right. person never changed, are you okay with being exactly. right now? And if Listen, that's not it, <laughs> you got to be one weary. Of, one of my friends got married. And I was a bridesmaid and the pastor said the same thing. When I tell you that uh, thing stuck in my head, you have to look at this person as they are today. And if they never change, would you be okay with who they are right now in front mm-hmm. of you? If the answer is no, you don't need to marry that person. Mm-hmm. But we're too busy looking at potential, what he could be, what she could be. And I'm like, 
for example, if we flip it, right, and it's a guy marrying a woman that is, let's say, more on the loose, you know, she likes to express herself sexually on Instagram, you know, that's that's how you yeah. met her. That's what attracted you to her. And now yeah. that you cuffed her, you're in a relationship, you feel like you don't want her doing that no more. She needs to cover up. And Yeah, you don't want your homeboys looking. Right. But you were okay looking. And that's what, you're, you know, you, you can't try to change people now. If you knew, I mean, but a lot of guys, that's really what they want, quote unquote. But if you wanted the housewife type or, you know, the more reserved type, then you should have went after that. Don't mm-hmm. try to change people. That's not your job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we could say anything to our good sis here who doesn't know her boyfriend feels like this, what might we say to her? Oh, girl, put on those spikes in mind, child. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> alert, alert, red flag. I... I don't, I don't need, I mean, I don't know if it's too, I don't think it's too late, but I just, I'm a big believer in women getting to know themselves first and not being Mm -hmm. so feeling like their happiness comes from a man. Same for men too. My happiness does not, it's not dependent on the person that's, you know, in the bed with me. And when I was talking to you earlier about how I just don't like texting people for no good purpose because I'm bored and I feel like I need to fill that void. I feel like when you get into that place, that's a good place to be. Because if I feel like, man, everybody, go, they're going out on dates and I'm not going out on dates. So let me be texting all these mm-hmm. five dudes. I'm mm-hmm. like, if they're going out on dates, they're going out on dates. Let me find something else to do with my time. So anyway, back to her, I would just say, if she sees the actions, if he sees that he's not being as intentional, maybe he's belittling her or she's just not getting the love that she deserves and she doesn't need to put up with that. But I feel like what makes it even more difficult to leave is when you've kind of intermingled your life with this person. Yeah. You moved in, y'all are paying rent together. You're building this quote unquote home. So now in order to leave, you have to literally, that's a lot. I agree. I was in that situation before. Um, mm. I was dating someone and then um, one day we went on a date and mm. after the date, it was like raining, um, storming real bad outside. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, just spend the night and right. looked up he never left <laughs> so then really? I was like, oh, it's okay we live together that's fine that's cute mm-hmm. um I will never do that again because it did it's exactly what you said it, we ended uh-huh. up co-mingling or intermingling so many different aspects of our lives the idea of leaving or separating became it was even more challenging because it was like yeah. oh well you know now we like we live together it was so much more of a concept of like uh, in us um wow. and I really feel like it wasn't enough of me when I look back at that season um, right. because when you really think about relationships or partnerships or whatever there's like two whole people mm-hmm. coming together and deciding to share their lives in one relationship you know like one right. household and things not like you complete me or you're my other mm-hmm. half it's like no mm-hmm. no no like you were saying take the time and focus on you and you know right. what do you like who are you are who are wow. you um, so that when you meet somebody else, you can appreciate who they are as well and decide if they compliment you, you know, mm-hmm. not complete you, if they compliment you. Right, and, exactly. You know, lives as individuals, if you come to value, them, mm-hmm. you be like, boom, even greater, you know? Exactly. And I think that's part of, and, and, I, and I know it's, the conversation is kind of, you know, 50-50 on this one. I'm on the side of, listen, I'm not, I'm not living with nobody that's not my husband. Yeah. Really, simply for, and not even just all the religious aspect, but simply because, I just don't want to go in. It's an investment to go into all that 
now y'all done bought uh, furniture together and all this together. And then you're trying to figure out, you know, if you guys break up, how we, how are you going to disperse that? And y'all not even married. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have a vision for like my life and my family, you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to have kids. And I, I, I honestly date with my, my, not just my future self in mind, but my future children in mind. Mm-hmm. And I look at dating as like, listen, I don't have time to be just using my emotions to date because, oh, I feel lonely or, oh my gosh, um, I have to date for these kids so that I don't mess these kids up. You know, you're not going to be perfect, but your future kids are relying on you picking a good man, you know, a good responsible man with good character that wants to be a father. So I think that's kind of why it's easy for me to know what I want and just every other thing I'm like, mm, it's okay. I don't mind waiting. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm not giving you the privileges. I need to see who you are as a person first. And then I make my decision from there that, yes, this is who I can see in my life. And I want to have a family with this man because I've seen his character. Then we get married. Then we can build a family and do all that extra stuff. But I'm not just going to move in with you because, oh, it just feels good to have you around. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'll use that time for something else. I'll take my dog on a walk. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the perfect, like, nail on the head there. Yeah. (laughs) We can wrap up on that yeah. <laughs> take my dog on the walk exactly because they always gonna need to go go to the gym there's so many things that we can do and we just send around looking and I think with my social media I'm trying to encourage women do more you know there's so yeah. many hobbies you can get into the reason that you're over here feeling all lonely is because you have too much time on your hand and mm-hmm. I don't mind as a devil's playground find some new hobbies that are different it's not every mm-hmm. time you know brunch is cool but they're I'm trying to get into archery I'm yes, trying to I was do to say, so many things um, I was just telling somebody about um, alphabet dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it on a TV show, um, okay. but you do a date that matches every letter of the alphabet. And that's something you can do oh, whether you're with a partner or single. I like um, that. So that was something they did. They had done like archery. Alphabet. They went fly fishing. Oh. Um, they made gumbo for like a G. Okay. Um, so it's a variety. You can I do like whatever that. you want a lot. Each letter. Um, and then dope. they flip they also flip flop so like if I plan A you plan B I plan C you oh that's B. dope alphabet so, it was pretty cool. keeping that in my back pocket see I'm trying to do archery by myself <laughs> and just be good at it because I feel like it's gonna give me great arms and so uh, yeah. but if somebody wants to join in you're more than welcome but if you if you don't I'll be there doing it myself I've done archery I've hosted <laughs> really? some of my first jobs where I've worked at a lot of summer camps worked at count- okay. counselors and managed a lot of summer camps so I've done archery, I've done white water rafting, <laughs> rock climbing, wow. um, lots of outdoorsy things. So that is going to wrap up this episode of The Jasmine Tea. Make sure you're following The Jasmine Tea PC on social media to live tweet during your favorite shows and hear first reactions. Let us know what topics and shows you'd like us to discuss when you rate and review on Apple Podcasts and send all of your advice questions over to thejasmineteapc.com. Once again, we're going to give a big round of applause to Miss Beverly Adays for helping us get to know ourselves better today and by helping us get a little bit more wisdom about cuffing season, how to love ourselves, and a few more hobbies we can do in our free time. You can follow her on social media at Beverly Adays. That's B-E-V-E-R-L-Y-A-D-A-E-Z-E. And is there anything you'd like us to know? Anything else you got popping, going on, we can be on the lookout for? <laughs> well, I'll say this, and it's it's not your fault. I didn't, I didn't correct you earlier. It's Adesi. <laughs> oh, that was the first thing I asked. Okay, okay. okay. Adesi. Beverly Adesi. Adesi. Yeah. Adesi. Yeah. Okay. I'll go no, back. I can go back and figure Oh, no, you're fine. Girl, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. 
Um, I want to get it, but no, I mean, just okay. Let me know what you want me to talk. You in? You go. I was just okay. Yes, and really just my socials and also I have my own podcast that I started recently so I'm I'm excited you know I'm in the same realm I'm, your I, podcast? I'm a new podcaster it's called no longer rugged so no longer mm-hmm. r-u-g-g-e-d we talk about our old rugged ways of thinking and you know just shed insight and new knowledge on how we think now so I was doing oh, a lot I of commentary it. on my social media like on my stories I was like hey why not bring this on the podcast and talk to people so I'm definitely trying to do more. I'm actually going to add a question segment as well, but I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm happy. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I love that. Okay, everybody, is it already out or is it coming out? It's soon? already out. Okay, well y'all just heard that. Also, go yes. and follow, subscribe to No Longer Rugged wherever yes. you're listening to this podcast. Find that one too. 